Hey guys, welcome to Shifting Sprouts. I'm your host, Janika. And I'm Ben. And <laughs> you just you walked into the microphone. Oh my gosh. Hi guys. It's uh it's been a bit of a week for us. I know we haven't really touched base with you for a, a while. Um, and that's because we had some big things happening. Um, essentially we're talking to you right now. We are physically in Sydney, Australia, in hotel quarantine. Yeah, bit of a gong show week. Um, I guess this all kicked off well, exactly a week ago now yeah. because it's Monday here, it'd be Sunday back home, right? So mm-hmm. we got a call on Sunday saying that, uh, from United, saying that uh, we could get on a plane on the 29th if we wanted to. It must have been a last minute cancellation or something like that. Yeah. I imagine a failed COVID test. Potentially. I mean, I can't see why anyone else would cancel their flights a couple of days out unless they tested negative, positive. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, unfortunate for them, but lucky for us. So we had three days to completely pack up our life in Canada, which was not horrible. We're 90% of the way there. Um, but we still had to do a little bit of process stuff to, to be able to get on the plane. Yeah, like that moment, I so Ben was dealing with the babies and I kind of come out of the room and he was also on the phone to United and they called us. We had managed to get ourselves on a callback list. Um, so if you are flying with United, make sure you call about that. But essentially we were on this list and we were calling every single day and not just ourselves, but multiple people that I've been connecting with. We were all just calling in, you know, seeing what's happening, what's the status of our flights, um, if there's any potential to to move forward. And, and one uh, friend of mine online, she had mentioned that her family got the option to travel, but it was for the next day and they couldn't make it. And so I think that's happening quite a lot where people are getting the call of, can you get to this city in this many hours and some people can make it and some people can't yeah i don't know how in the world you'd be able to make a flight the next day like yeah just like for instance we one of the things we had to do was get a pcr test and i'm not sure how it is in the states but in canada about the fastest we could get it our results back was 24 hours like we got our test done and it was available at 4 p.m the next day and that was as quick as we could get it done yes um so i'm not sure how it wouldn't be possible for us. Never mind. We'd have to get to San Francisco in a, in Ooh, a day. It would just yeah. be, it would literally be and impossible. Get so. rid of all the stuff we had to get rid of and pack our stuff. And it was, it was full on. So yeah, essentially we got that call and Ben said to me, we're, we're, we're flying out on this date. And it was three days from when we had gotten the call. And I thought, oh my God, how are we going to get? And at first I thought you were talking about October. Yeah. I was, was it the 27th or the 29th? 29th, yeah. It's like, oh, 29th of October. Okay, great. That gives us some time. And then you were like, no, uh, September in a couple of days. And I just started panicking, running around the house trying to plan and write lists on scraps, pieces of paper and figure out what we had to do. So the priority was getting that COVID PCR test because, like Ben said, they take a couple of days and, um, they're also booked out in advance too. Like it's not like you can just go into a clinic and get one in the spot in Canada that we were in. So we had to make sure we were able to do that. And I'd called a couple of shoppers drug marts and they were unable to have us come in because they were completely booked out. So we just really lucked out with this one spot in the city that was doing them for. Yeah. They were doing them like say at a turnover by 4 PM the next day, but even so like, I don't know, we started reading some negative Google reviews on there and oh started shitting ourselves a little bit. We're like, oh man, if these guys screw us over, we're uh, 
were hooped, right? But it was just completely out of our control. Like there was so many things. Not only is the airline like everything, yeah. everything like you don't have control on which flight you can get on, and then we're trying to get these tests that we have to get, and we're sitting in. It was like a makeshift office. It didn't even look like a real spot, yeah, no. and they're running behind, and no one's coming to tell you what's happening, and. Then we were like, "Is this even a real thing?" Like, yeah, and it's expensive. Are we getting scammed out of one hundred seventy bucks each. Yeah, so we're sitting there and we get online and we're reading reviews and it's like, oh, after we already booked it, which is a smart thing to do. Right? Well, there was no other option. Like, if yeah, we didn't get know, our test still. done at this place, we were not coming home. And the reviews were mixed. Like, some people were like, "Didn't get it. They promised it by four p.m. and didn't get it." Anyway, we ended up getting it, and it was down to the wire. Like it was three forty-five. I got them. Yeah, three forty-five the next day. And if we hadn't have gotten those, we wouldn't have been able to fly. So there's just so many things, one after the other after the other, where it was like, if we don't get this, we don't fly. If we don't get this, we don't fly. And we were lucky to even get the option to fly. So. The stress was pretty freaking high. And then on top of that, we're trying to transfer our money and say our goodbyes and finish packing. And we've got the two babies and, you know, finishing up the last little bits of things we needed to sell. So Yeah, but the rush was uh, personally like, I, I know it's your family too, Janika, but, um, you know, me leaving, you know, my, my blood family there, it, it was really tough. And we were looking at, you know, potentially prolonging that, that process and it being two days yeah you know we we managed to say pretty much like our our goodbyes in in an afternoon almost um yeah. as opposed to dragging it out for you know weeks or months on end so that part was you know selfishly kind of nice uh i know it was a rush but um it made it a little bit easier on on me to leave yeah absolutely yeah. and then we had like our final final goodbye with our mum and dad and and some family there and at the airport and it was like okay bye like we had all of our suitcases and we're all crying and we've got you know the kids and we're trying to keep them settled in their their pram we ended up for the parents out there we ended up getting like a double stroller that we could put both kids in um and that was a freaking lifesaver and we'll get to that but yeah we had the kids strapped ready to go and then we get to the the gate and essentially like we had problems every step yeah, this of is the where way. shit started going wrong yeah like <laughs> there was so much like you're already on edge you're already you feel like you've hit the lottery being able to get on this flight yeah and then you want everything to go according to plan so i had um a folder i've always been a bit of an organizational freak but i had this folder that was the bible the bible it was jam-packed with our itinerary thank god it had Every, uh, it had our marriage certificate in it to prove that you were married to me, the children's birth certificates, all of our COVID, our vaccination statuses, visa, visa stuff, our declarations, our ET Esters. Uh, it had everything in it. And Flight tickets, yeah, everything. Yeah. And, and so. And you, you need to have this. Yeah. So, <laughs> absolutely. Like, if you're about to fly and you're not sure what to put in reach out to us because i had the bible going and it was really great and we used it multiple times and every step of the way like i said we had issues so when we're first checking in you know there was things like there was two of our daughter's name and our son's name wasn't correct and then our daughter was the adult and i was the child like there was just so many errors in the system and i don't know how that happened and it was very odd because essentially 
we had to ring United at the airport to check in because the carrier plane taking us into the United States was Air Canada and their partners, but they couldn't get us on this plane because we were incorrect and our information didn't match up. And Yeah, on United system, it said it was correct, apparently, and then on Air Canada, it... They couldn't yeah, see it, it wasn't, correct. It wasn't linking properly, so essentially they end up just throwing us on the plane and saying, you know, sort it out in San Francisco. Yes. We can see on, on United's end that it's right. It's just not working here. So I don't know what that was about. And I know I spoke to our travel agent about it and he had said that, um, you know, he, he had spotted the issue and flagged it with United. And he sat on the phone for like three hours with him trying to sort it out on Monday and it was still wrong. So... I have no clue what, what the issue was. Yeah, and it was just like there were so many weird little things that went wrong like that. So that happened every step of the way. And, you know, you talk to someone and it would get fixed. And then you get to the next airport and it wasn't fixed. And the biggest F around was that we had to, basically in San Francisco, we had to have one of us, Ben, went back out through customs and everything to check back in or essentially get new boarding passes for the children and then go back through security so we luckily had eight hours to spare there but I guess the biggest takeaway that I had flying to Australia through COVID was just ensuring that you have time to uh, make sure that you can sort out any of these last minute issues because everybody was having issues. Yeah and like we're kind of dreading that layover in in San Fran but honestly it was a blessing because by the time we actually sat down and we relaxed like it was we had maybe three hours to spare out of the eight right so i spent five hours dealing with bullshit and super we're super lucky with the united rep that we had in in san francisco but essentially she had to call australia and speak to border security and clear it up with them because even they had it wrong on their end of who was coming in so you know, all new, she had to give all new passport numbers, everything like that. And it was then just beyond me. Issue me new ticket, issued new tickets. So I, I have no idea what happened, but um, thankfully we had, we had that time to, to sort it out. So yeah, um, exactly. And it's just, it was so stressful and I can't stress enough about having your own binder because every step of the way we had to pull that out. And I guess make sure when you're checking in, there is a certain mark that they have to put on your boarding pass to show that they've checked and cleared your documents to show that you're able to fly. So things like your declaration and your, you know, QR codes to get into Australia and your COVID test, uh, PCR test and all that jazz. So your visa, your visa, like they, they need to see that and then mark some special thing or have some sort of stamp or whatever it was. And every step of the way, no one was doing that. So then we'd go to check in at the next flight and they'd be like, oh, you you haven't been checked. And it's like, we've literally pulled this Bible out like six times. We can pull it out again, but it's getting kind of annoying now. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's just like whoever needs to write the right thing on here, just freaking do it so that I don't have to go through and pull out this embarrassing purple folder that's the size of a brick. (laughs) Yeah, I think they just we just kept getting shuffled along and yeah. uh, like, I mean, whatever they, they're moving us along as opposed to holding us up, which is good. But um, yeah, I, I, just, I just have no clue what the hell is happening. I think they're probably like all a little bit scattered too. Like, yeah, you know, this is unprecedented time for, for them as well. So, yes. um, you know, I think they're all just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah. So I, um, I didn't relax one bit on those flights, no. which, 
you know, you kind of hope that you'd be able to at least enjoy a drink and watch a movie. And um, this is my first time flying with two children under two and it was hell at times. Yeah, it sucked. It really sucked. It's so hard and I feel so bad for those parents that I used to, you know, give the side eye or judge if the kid would scream the whole flight because that was our kid this time. So our flight from Vancouver to San Francisco if anyone listening was on that flight, I'm so sorry. Our daughter was screaming the whole flight and there was nothing we could do. Yeah, she she gets into like a, as two-year-olds will, like yeah. goes into like temper, temper tantrum mode and like nothing you do or give her, it, nothing will snap her out of it. She's got to... I don't know. She's got to snap herself out of it. And then she's just fine after, which yeah. is almost more frustrating. But She looked at me. She's like, hi, mom. It's like, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, where you, the hell have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> You're having an exorcism or something. This is crazy. But yeah, so we well, were Well, she like, screamed for the first 45 minutes and like screamed. It like was we were bad. hitting her or something. Like it was awful. It was like, bad. I saw someone like someone's head a couple seats in front of us just shaking his head like so mad. Yeah, well, and the guys in front of us didn't even look back, which was shocking. I, know. I thought they were going to be like, who the fuck are these <laughs> oh people? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. So we did it. We felt like we needed to celebrate as soon as we landed, not only because we landed back home in Australia, but because we managed to get out of that without, you know, seriously having to have a big drink. <laughs> yeah, well, it's backtracked before getting to Australia. Yes. So flight from San Francisco to Sydney was actually pretty incredible yeah i mean there was only 16 people on that flight so on a 787 and i think they have like 300 people capacity usually yeah so we each got our own um pretty much a row to to sleep and lie down on which was really great for the kids because they were able to space out and we had our youngest son in his car seat and it felt safe and you know, also being kids, they want to wander around and crawl around on the floor and stuff. So it felt really good knowing that there wasn't a whole lot of people that I had to apologize to. Um, and the the air hostesses were wonderful as yeah, well, they were great. super attentive, really kind. And I guess, you know, them, uh, of any people, they have seen the fallout. Like they are the ones that are flying people home, witnessing people crying and sharing these stories. And they were just wonderful and actually at the end would come up to every person and find out you know where are you going what's your story how long has it been since you've come home welcome home so that was really special and I think there was just all of us just had this look in our face I think honestly everyone on that flight gave each other this look like geez how lucky are we Mm -hmm. that we're first of all on this flight and also what are we walking into it was like a really weird mix of the unknown and like the fear of the unknown, but just being so grateful to be on that plane. And I know I was walking in the aisle with my daughter a couple of times and I witnessed this one girl just when, before we were landing, she's just bawling her eyes out, looking out the window because you could kind of see Sydney and it just made me want to cry. It was like, wow, there's so many people and you know, you don't know what their story is or what her story is, but it was, it was really touching. Yeah, we definitely heard a lot of a lot of interesting stories, but uh, we can go into that a little bit more more later on. So while we were traveling, though, there was lots of news that came out um, with regards to progressions with moving forward with Australia's vaccine rollout plan and them trying to open up their borders here. Janiki, you want to yes. tell us what went on? 
Yeah, so Scott Morrison announced that the international border will reopen and he promised next month, so that's November, for states that have reached 80% vaccination rates, starting with New South Wales. Uh, He'd mentioned that fully vaccinated Australians and permanent residents arriving in New South Wales will be able to home quarantine for a week, which is huge. Um, Commercial flights out of Australia were also going to resume for vaccinated Australians. However, travellers must be fully vaccinated with the approved vaccines to home quarantine unless that they unless they are under twelve or medically exempt. Yeah, and unvaccinated travels travellers will be required to hotel quarantine for for at least the two weeks like what we're doing here. Yeah, they also kind of mentioned that the government was going to try and work with the states to remove travel caps for vaccinated travellers, which was the question that I had on terms of okay, well, you know, if people are allowed to travel internationally, are we going to at least let more people come in or are we just going to have more people stranded overseas? Yeah, they, they obviously had to had to increase that or else, you know, it would have been even more of a mess. But. Well, that's the thing. It's like they haven't really given here or there with what they're saying. Like he's, This was the first time that they've given any kind of like true game plan. Well, yeah, and the, it wasn't like a specific date. It was November, and I know it's because, you know, it depends on the vaccination rates. But, yeah, I think a lot of people were – there was a mix of emotions that I was seeing across the board of being hopeful and being like, oh, my gosh, thank God they're starting to talk about this. And then another mix of emotions of people being like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. We've been told things before, and it hasn't happened. So, yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of people are still – gonna kind of have that mindset like even us like we we still didn't believe it until we were pretty much sitting in the hotel here that, that we had made it here so i still don't believe it I yeah i know yeah so um you know hopefully they they stand by it things are trending in the right direction so we we do have hope that uh you know people will be able to get home before christmas here but the whole next issue is uh are the airlines going to believe it and are they going to actually be scheduling enough flights to get people home too because that's a whole different can of worms yeah exactly and i did see some frustration around well what does that mean for people who have family related visa holders or uh are skilled workers or those in between the visa process like you ben like you don't necessarily have rights to australia right now because you're applying to be an Australian, but yeah, well, that was going to be my what the fuck moment, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I've taken it, I've taken it from you. Oh, well. Yeah, so like Janiko was saying, like if you are a, a visa holder or you know a partner to a permanent resident, you you still can come, but you still have to apply for your exemption, and uh, you know they didn't touch upon the home quarantine thing for us so i would assume that we'd still have to do the hotel quarantine uh we wouldn't be able to do a a home quarantine even if we did have a home here so i I think like with any kind of policy though like initially um people kind of slip through the cracks and unfortunately the visa holders and uh you know we we are that that population right now but um there's a pretty large significant portion of us who are you know part of the working population of Australia and everything like that. So yeah. I'm assuming it will be addressed. Yeah, well, it's just unclear at this stage. And I yeah. think that's the thing that people are kind of going, oh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it usually, think, yeah, these things usually are at the start. And I, I'm I'm hopeful that they will they'll sort it out for, for people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so we'll go over your current vaccination levels by jurisdiction. Um, last updated, this was on October 4th. Is that today? That's today. 
shit, cruising. I know, I know. We're, we're still jet, la- jet lagged for sure. I can't even freaking speak properly. <laughs> yeah, so we'll start from uh, New South Wales. Uh, they're expected to hit it on their 80% on October 18th to the 23rd. Northern Territories, uh, January 7th to 12th. Wow, lagging. <laughs> um, Southern Australia, 3rd to 8th of December. WA, 12th to 17th of December. Tassie, 12th to 17th of November. ECT, 20th to 25th of October, Victoria, 8th to 13th of November, and Queensland, 5th to 10th of December. So, um, yeah, hopefully Victoria picks it up a little bit here because I know they're, they're getting really tired of their lockdown when they hit there. They're the most lockdown city in all the world. Yes, they did take they that just title. They that today. No. Ugh, awful. It's terrible. And even, like, as we're sitting in hotel quarantine... It's, you know, you look out on the streets and it's a ghost town. It's so bizarre. Yeah, we're in Sydney CBD. So if any of you have been here, you know, normally it's an absolute mess down there. There's tons and tons of people, but it's, it's, it is literally a ghost town. You might see like a couple people walking here and there. It's kind of spooky. Yes. Yeah. And so today's topic, we wanted it to be centered around what's consuming our world for the next 14 days. And that is hotel quarantine. And I know... For me personally, like the stress of the unknown, especially with the two kids, was really frightening around hotel quarantine. So if we can provide some context to our experience and that's gold, I feel really good about that. So um, we're just going to go through the process and like what we're what we're doing right now, how we're living and what this has been like for us. And I know a lot of people have had various experiences. Um, so this is what's happening for us right now. And I like to think that they've had a couple of goes at this like this is not their first time around the bush with this they have had many people come through hotel quarantine and as we did mention we decided to come into Sydney even though we are going to be residing in Queensland because they had the better facilities so um yeah basically what happened when we landed Ben yeah so we'll start right when we right when we landed um we were told that the police were going to come on the plane and do a do a quick debrief with us. Um, they ended up not doing that. Uh, they told us to pack our stuff up quick and we can get ahead of the other plane that they had to talk to, right? Yeah, and that was so stressful for me because, like, so they come so, yeah, on. Yeah, we'll pack up these two kids and all their shit really quick. It's like it's an impossible task, right? Yeah, <laughs> because not only are the people, the 16 people on the plane wanting to get off quick but the air hostesses and the pilots were wanting to get off quick too because they all have to be transported through this system as well so you know at this point one of our kids was probably screaming i can't remember which one but we're trying to quickly wrap up i think yeah it was our daughter (laughs) at this point the two-year-old um we're trying to quickly wrap things up and get things off and the air hostesses are like can we take some bags can we help you we gotta go we gotta go and i'm like oh my god I don't even know if I've got those yellow cards that we need to get in I don't know where they went so yeah that was it was like stress from the freaking landing I swear to god but yeah they definitely put the heat on us there yeah get out get out get out it's like oh where are we going (laughs) so anyway we got out (laughs) um they uh yeah so we get out and they kind of shuttle us through a uh it's all kind of like boarded up section of the airport um 
and we go and there's a bunch of nurses there and they they ask the standard like covid questions they take our temperature um you know obviously no 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 to everything and then we go through customs and there's like what 16 people so it, it, it goes really really quite quick yeah but there was a lot of bodies on the other side like I oh know, yeah yeah i was clocking how many police officers and how many immigration people there were and they were really intently watching and i obviously they're looking out for signs that you're ill yeah they must be i don't like there was yeah they, they had your, your standard officers in the booth or whatever and yeah there was probably 10 10 people behind them yeah. looking at I, I don't know what but I guess probably looking if you're coughing or 100% and anyone know. that has kids knows that your kids just cough for no freaking yeah. reason especially <laughs> like our daughter who's the star of this episode of this podcast she uh she thinks it's funny to cough she thinks coughing on demand is is hilarious yeah so trying to teach her that no coughing's not fun right now is an interesting feat but yeah, we collected our own bags. So you essentially go through immigration and you go through to collect your own bags off the carousel, which was um, something that I didn't realize happened. I thought that the military took your bags straight off the mark, but you get to pick your own bags off. And then you go through to the next section, which essentially is where you have your bags searched. And they did go through all of our bags, which... Yeah, they went through all our checked bags. So like our they didn't go through our uh, bags that went on the plane. No, not our checked bags, our carry-on bags. Yeah. So they made it, maybe they already screened our, our check bags, but then they went through all our carry-on bags. And then um, after that, the military, we kind of went down another little ramp there. They had some SIM cards uh, right there. So if you need one, uh, recommend you pick up some free SIM cards. Yeah. Um, and then the police guided us to uh, to a bus and they helped load our stuff up on a bus. Um, it's funny, we came off that flight with 16 people and then all 16 of us were crammed onto one bus. So, yeah. But we were socially distanced. <laughs> no, we weren't. Well, there was those things on the seat that said, sit here, sit here. Well, yeah, well. You ignored that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I must have missed that part. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a mix of the military and the police as well. Yeah. yeah. Lots of uniforms going around. But lots of uniforms, but the people were like really, like they were really nice. Yes. They are really helpful and they were, they didn't, we weren't treating us like cattle or, you know, subhuman or anything like that. They were... They, they felt very Australian to me, like yeah. super welcoming and friendly. So. Yeah, and at this point, they're probably all vaccinated too. So Yeah, just used to dealing with this stuff. Take the heat off a bit. So yeah, we got on this bus and we're waiting there. And I know some people had reported that they had to wait on the bus for multiple hours. And um, luckily for us, we didn't. So we were only on that bus waiting for about 15 minutes max. Yeah, And then we were off. And essentially, the person who was in charge of the bus, I guess, uh mentioned okay you know everybody's getting off at this hotel except the family of four you're going to get off at this one so we were going to a different hotel and the remaining passengers were all pretty much in ones or twos and they were going to a different one in sydney cbd and um from there we got we were the first ones to get off the bus and the bus is escorted by police which i thought was pretty cool i felt like i was the queen for a minute there so the yeah, pretty outrageous. The the police on on a motorbike, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> just in just in case, you know, if if you know we crashed or I don't know, but yeah, so bizarre. It was really strange. The whole thing was strange, and it was funny because when we were all on the bus, everybody was really quiet at the beginning, and then we started talking. And yeah. you know, I'm talking to this one lady who who was also a Queenslander, and we're talking, and she's sharing her story, and it was pretty tough as well. You know, she was saying that 
you know, she was one of those Australians saying, why didn't they come home early? Like, why are there still people stranded overseas? I don't understand. And then she said, it wasn't until my son, his eight-year-old daughter got ill and was going to pass away. I had to quickly apply for my exemption to leave the country, but it wasn't granted quick enough. And her granddaughter unfortunately passed away, but she still needed to go to the States to support her son. And so she was over there and she she said to me, you know, it wasn't until I was in the situation that I understood that people still have life. We still have life happen. Things are happening and you need to be there to support family when you need to be there. And she got stranded over there for for a couple of months because she got cancelled from her first flight. And then the second one she missed because she didn't realize that as an Australian citizen, she had to apply for a declaration to come home. Yeah. So she, yeah, it was just it was mind-boggling to me. This woman was just sharing her story and saying, you know, I was one of those people and now I and now I get it. But a lot of people here still don't get it because they don't experience it. Yeah, super sad. And it's a good point. Like people forget that life goes on and everyone has something, you know, things that come up and reasons for not coming home or reasons for having to leave the country, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, she, and again, you need a travel agent because <laughs> she she would have known that mm-hmm. if um she would have known she needed a declaration if she was working with someone but and actually something else we helped her with at the very end there was we were getting off the bus and oh, she yeah. said oh and i'm just pissed that i've got to quarantine again when i get back to queensland and ben was like well you don't because technically because we're quarantining in sydney um we're essentially coming from a green zone even though Sydney in New South Wales is currently a red zone. So she had no idea she was going to apply for her Queensland pass to come in and write she's coming from a red zone. So lucky we, we kind of got talking. So yeah, we essentially were parked out the front of the hotel and the military and the police took our bags up for us. And we did this sort of strange, weird check-in dance where you're kind of checking in with the hotel staff who were trained in customer service and you know, happy and bubbly and attentive. And then standing right next to them are the police officers who are like the constables and like ready to do business. You know, it's not, not cheery. They're they're there to work and they're to take care of people. So that was really a quite an interesting mix for me because I used to work in hotels. So I just felt for, you know, the staff doing the check-in, it's just an extra bit of stress for them too, that, you know, you don't sign up for that job thinking that you have to do something so serious. Yeah, tough to be bubbly when there's a bunch of <laughs> military officers behind you. But. Yeah, it was really full on. So, you know what, in saying all that, we, we got up to our room and there is a guard outside of our room. He's currently right there right now. And we got up to our room, the guards take us up and then they shut the door behind you and it is prison. (laughs) Yeah, and we're trapped. We are trapped in here. So we completely lucked out with the hotel that we're in and with the two kids, we've got two bedrooms and two bathrooms. So at the moment, we've got the baby cot in the spare bathroom and that's his room. And then our daughter has her own room and then we have our own room. So the setup's working pretty good for us. Yeah, I was super worried. Like I'm a little bit claustrophobic and obviously coming from Canada, we're used to space and big houses and everything like that. So um, I was worried about getting put into a hotel room with, you know, no windows or, you know, natural light or anything like that. And we're in like a corner suite. It's probably, you know, 80 80 square meters, Mm. 800 square feet or so. And um, we have two balconies tons of natural light obviously we can get fresh air in here um 
of course it's not easy being you know locked up with the two kids for two weeks but uh in terms of space i, I can't really imagine it being a whole lot better we got a little bit of a view we can kind of watch some buildings getting built around us there's stuff to do yeah and also a big one is we have our own kitchen yeah so we have like a ki- full-on kitchen and we've got a full-on laundry with a washing machine and a dryer which is freaking key for yeah. me so that was the one thing I was worried about is like how I, you know, I saw on some of those Facebook groups, people were putting their clothes in the tub and using a fishing line to hang up stuff. And I was like, oh God, I don't want to get that nifty. So thankfully we have that and um, we've got the kitchen, which is huge as well. Not that we really use it like the, well, we kind of do, but the food actually has been pretty, pretty incredible. I don't know who, who the caterer is, but it's uh the food's been awesome and like way too much of it. So um, we really have no complaints other than being locked in here. Like I don't really have any, any gripes with it. Like it's, no. it's we're super comfortable. Space is great. Um, it's just we, we have to kill the time at this point. Yeah. And we have access to the internet and the TV. Um, and, you know, we bought some things for the kids to do and some games, although we don't get any time to play games because we're looking after kids. <laughs> but um it's been pretty comfortable. And then as far as what every day looks like, so, you know, every day you get a call from a nurse and they do mention that 24 hours a day they have available uh, a nurse on call for you for mental health, for physical health, um, and you can talk to specific doctors if you need. So I think that that's really key. I know that that news come out of Brisbane that yeah, someone had passed away in super sad. hotel quarantine. So I think making sure that, I wanted to call them guests, but geez, it's not like we're guests. The people who are in hotel quarantine feel like they have some support with their mental and physical health. It's vital. Um, yeah, it's be a really difficult thing to do on your own. So if you are someone who's going through it on your own, make sure you have, um, you know, people you can Skype or, or FaceTime or whatever out, outside because even us, like, we love our family, we love our kids, but seeing, you know, fresh faces is nice. So we've been trying to do some FaceTimes with our parents and, and family and friends. And uh, it really just kind of, it elevates you, brings your, you know, brings up your day and everything. So yeah. um, make sure that you have that. The other thing that we did too is we have a little bit of a routine um, that we actually wrote out. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then a little workout routine as well that we're, we're trying to do just to, you know, keep the blood flowing and it, it does you know pick up our mood too so uh just just plan for it like it's 14 days is a lot of time to to kill and if you're doing it on your own i could see you getting squirrely pretty quick yeah i'm like we're we're at day i guess it's like well we're on the end of day three day three. Oh really, my god right? like so yeah we'll check in with you guys at day eight let me know i'll let you know yeah, how I'm I mean, maybe we've completely lost their mind oh my god but yeah. um yeah, overall pretty pretty positive other than the fact that, you know. It's day three. It's day three, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and then another thing I wanted to mention, uh, we didn't realize that the children have to have COVID tests. So um, while we're here, the adults will be tested for COVID. I think it's like day two. So we had ours yesterday. Um, I think. Day, day seven. Day seven. And day 13. Day 13. Thanks, Ben. So, yeah, we have a couple of COVID tests in here and we're fine to do that. That obviously makes sense to us. But we didn't realize that the children had to be COVID tested because in North America, children under two don't have to be. 
So we hear the knock at the door and the knock at the door stuff is very full on. Like you have to wear a mask, you have to wait 30 seconds for the knock and then you have to go and, you know, get your food or whatever's been delivered after the 30 seconds. But today it was, the, or yesterday it was the nurse and she's saying, okay, time for COVID test. So Ben goes first, then I go. And then she's like, okay, well now it's, you know, one of the kids' turns. And I said, well, no, they're under two. And then the other nurse was like, well, I'll write here that you're refusing the test. Yeah. And I was like, no, please don't write that. I just didn't realize that our children needed to get that. And so, yeah, unfortunately, our kids had to have COVID tests, which, I mean, it, whatever. But I just wasn't prepared for it. And I hadn't talked to my daughter about it. So luckily for us, the nurse that was doing the test was pretty gentle. Um, but yeah, maybe just chat to your kids about that. Cause I had no idea that the, the, the babies had to have COVID test. Yeah. That was, that was a surprise. But yes. Yeah. Oh, the other thing we should mention too, though, is, um, we, you can't get food and everything delivered here. So like we, we stocked up on a ton of diapers, a ton of formula, um, everything. I don't, we may need to get more diapers. Like our little guy is teething right now. So he's yeah. shitting every half an hour. Mm, it's ridiculous. It's but, um, but you you can order stuff and like right up like we can order booze. You can get takeout coffee if you want, and they just bring it up to your room. So that's been that's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you know, they give you a nice little package of this is what to expect. This is how long it's going to take. You can get these exercise bikes to your room. Blah blah blah. And the best piece of paper on there is the police give it to you and it's a nice little paper that says if you check in on this date you get to leave on this date so yeah within these hours within these hours so that was another thing i wasn't across was that if you get into like check into your hotel within a certain hours in the morning then on the day of your checkout you can leave between 4 a.m and like 12 i mm-hmm. think it was so and you get to pick what time you leave and so that was surprising to me i thought that you have to wait for a knock at the door that says, okay, leave now. So we've booked our flights to Queensland. We've yet to apply for our uh, pass into Queensland because you have to wait three days before you want to come in. Yep. But that's something that is on our list as many things are. Yeah. And I'm tempted like, you know, that day we can check out, you know, between four and 10. I'm like, fuck, should we, do we just book and get out of here like early and go walk around the airport just to be out? Just to get out <laughs> and feel like we're humans again, not prisoners. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start to like it by then. Who knows? Yeah. So Ben, I know I stole your what the fuck moment, but I'm going to uh, go first, and then if you can think of another one, or if you want to dive into the one you were going to have, go for it. But for mine this week, um, mine was just like it was a personal moment, and I just had this this moment where on the plane, and then in the airport, and on the bus, you know, I'd. Our daughter's two and she's social and she's full of fun and full of life. And it was just such a what the fuck moment where, you you know, you're trying to keep her away from people and take care of her safety and also make sure she doesn't run out of our hotel quarantine when I go to open the door to get the food. Because, you know, I just I'm not aware of how serious the repercussions would be, you know, like I said, we have a guard that sits out the front of our door. Imagine if, you know, Oakland, our daughter, tried to run out while I was trying to get the food. It would just be, I'd be panicked, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what kind of consequences there'd be or or whatever, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, and so it's just like times are really weird and traveling like that with children was really stressful for me because 
you know, she's licking the freaking, what's it called? The escalator that goes across the room. I don't know what they're called. You know, the, in the airports. The flat escalators. The flat escalators, yeah. <laughs> the run, she, moving pathway or whatever. Yeah, the moving pathway. And she's, you know, thinking it's funny to put her tongue on stuff. And it's like, oh my God, it's COVID. Or she's running up to people on the plane who are trying to sleep, touching their heads and trying to climb on their laps. And she just doesn't understand. So traveling with kids through this has just been so stressful for me because it's just not a normal time. No, well, it's definitely not normal. Like, you know, like we're as parents, our job is to protect our kids. And like you're, we're walking them into a situation that we really didn't know anything about and how we would be received or, you know, it's not a, we're walking into a very high stress situation and anyone who's coming into this, it is, it is very stressful. So, um, it kind of goes against your instinct as parents of, of protecting your kids by doing something like this. So yeah. that's been really uncomfortable because we just had no idea what, what we're getting into. And you don't have any control or any no power. control at all or power at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. It's an odd feeling. So I guess we just got to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all I got. I don't got yeah, to what, what the fuck. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you'll have a different one for next week. <laughs> I'm then, too I tired guess. to think of anything on the fly. I know. So. Yeah. So that's it for today's episode, guys. Um, we're going to record another update and tell you how hotel quarantine is going, uh, how we're traveling along. Uh, we may or may not have lost our minds by then. We'll see. But thanks for joining us and we'll chat to you guys soon. Bye.